And then someone will say something really funny and Rich will spoil it by going, and there's your cold open. You've already told me not to do that. I've stopped doing that. Welcome to the Long Snapper NFL podcast, the NFL podcast that never talks about long snappers. I'm Adam. I've got Rich, Russ and Pat here. How are we? Good evening. Um, yeah, bang average. Bang average. <laughs> um, a late scratch uh, was Craig Edmonds. I mean, really late. Um, the game, time de- co- game time decision. Game time decision. <laughs> I like coach's decision. No, well, he he, he scratched himself. Um, he thinks he's got COVID. I mean, he probably has got COVID. I mean, he's using it as an excuse. You know, what does that say to you? Thing is, he 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 went from he went from you know no injury designation straight to injured inactive. Yeah, I rapid. Or there straight was no, to inactive. There was no, no questionable. No time at all. No, there was no, no questionable. No, no. Um, so so pretty poor. I mean, he's he's got like one sentence previews and stuff, and bet selections <laughs> and all all this sort of, all this sort of thing, and he's just left us hanging. Um, or so, maybe he's angling for a trade to another podcast, and it's all part of a grand strategy. <laughs> what's what's he worth? I mean, seventh, we've, seventh round pick swap. Maybe we got know. we've got somebody waiting in the wings, haven't we? Sliding into your DMs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a few of those. <laughs> All right, what have we got coming up? We're going to, well, as promised last week, we had a new regular feature of the show, so that's going to continue. Oh, we might scale it back a bit. We have scaled it back a bit. Uh, Pat's got a quiz. We're going to. Win some money this week. Um, one sentence reviews, one sentence previews. You know the drill. Um, Pat, why don't you kick us off? Shall do, shall do. I've done the smart thing, which is um, plan a visual quiz for an audio medium. Oh, God. It <laughs> oh can be God. fixed by uh, posting the screenshot to Twitter so people can see what we're talking about as we play. So I think it works. Do you recognise this board? Do you recognise what we're about to do here? Blockbusters. It is Blockbusters. <laughs> so I've done us a Blockbusters board, and given that we've got the perfect number of people for Blockbusters, we can do uh, Russ and Rich versus Adam. Oh, whoa, um, whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> for those of you not familiar with Blockbusters, that, we basically that have... Stuff, stuff a horse? that's the earliest party you've had in a while we have a um, grid of hexagons four from top to bottom five from left to right Adam will be trying to link from top to bottom getting four in a row Rich and Russ will be trying to link across getting five in a row I'll start us off with a random hexagon which I rolled using d d20 for my earlier nerdier days um, and we'll go from there. So you buzz in with your name, fastest gets the answer, um, and then if you get it correct, you win the square and you nominate the next square. So that all makes sense. Uh, yes, yeah. Bob. Yeah. Excellent. I'll have a pee, please, Bob. Oh, I wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't put a pee on the board. We're starting off, mm. second row from the left, second square down with a DD. Are you all ready for this? Yes, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. What DD is possibly the worst nickname in sports? Adam. Russ. Adam was first. 
Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes is correct. Scores him a square. Adam, nominate yourself a square. Well, I'm going to go with CC just below it, please. CC directly below, extending his chain. What's CC? Russ. Russ. Calais Campbell. Oh, lightning. Lightning speed. <laughs> yes. Russ takes the square, blocks Adam in a little bit, and gets to nominate the next square. TC. TC. He's gone bottom of the middle column. And I need to change papers. TC. Which TC stepped up to fill Irv Smith's shoes at the Vikings? Oh my gosh, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Looks like yeah, no one. Well. Obviously, he's a tight end, and I can't remember what his name was. <laughs> I thought Herndon went to the Vikings, but I, that's all I can think of. Oh. Well, oh. I'll, I'll time it out and replace it with a B. It was uh, Tyler Conklin. <sighs> TB. Name. Sorry, what's TB? Is a former Jags offensive lineman and current commentator. Adam. No, Adam. Tom. <laughs> I'm just the first commentator that popped into my head with those initials. I'm pretty sure he never played for the Jags in the NFL, Tom Brenneman. Tom Brenneman is incorrect. So, <laughs> Russ, Russ and Rich, you can confer if you'd Rich. like to try. Yes. But, uh, but no, I was talking to Rich, not oh, saying sorry. his name. Um, what's. Um, it's not. Um, oh, God. Um, Booger, he didn't play, did he? Did he play for Jacksonville? I don't know. Hey, that's as good answer. a guess as you're going to get out of either of us because I've got no idea. I mean, Booger's his first name. But that's I'll, fine. I'll tell you that much. Well, there you go. <laughs> In that case, it's wrong then, isn't it? They said it's McFarlane as well, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't know. That's. I, I just know, <laughs> it, I know him as Booger. So that's I, it. I wasn't, I wasn't going to get any closer. That was the legendary Tony Baselli. So TD uh, is up next. Which TD has the fifth most offensive penalties this year with 70 yards, but makes up for it with the most interceptions? Russ. Russ. Uh, Travion Diggs. Yes, Russ. We're back in the game. I, I got thrown by offensive penalties. And, uh, Did I say offensive? Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> JR. JR. Bottom of the fourth row. Rose's phone on the floor like a twat. Uh, what JR was drafted by the Cardinals in 2018 and subsequently played? Adam. The... Russ. Adam. Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen is correct. Adam has control back, but he's got a lot of ground to cover. A long way to go here. Let's go with... Oh. No, let's go with D. Just a straight D. D. Come <laughs> <laughs> for a big D. Okay. What D was a Patriots era Tom Brady scandal? Russ. Adam. Russ was first. Deflate gate. Deflate gate. Boom. Taking back control. Uh, S W. S W. Directly below the D. Interesting. What? 
SW went from dropping passes from Pat Mahomes Russ. to dropping Russ. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins <laughs> is in there. Uh, radio frequency, RF. Radio frequency. This would be the fourth in the chain for Russ and Rich. They're going damn well. Which RF went to Harvard, but we don't Russ, to Adam. Buy it. Russ was oh, first. Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> B, BF. BF for the win. BF. What's BF? Russ. Isn't... Brian Russ. Flores. Incorrect. Oh, 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 bacon. Wait, does that freeze me out as well? Yes, it does. If you <laughs> Sorry, Rich. No, no, Sorry, Rich. I got, I got really giddy then. <laughs> You've done I, thought the I, 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 thought, I thought I could read Pat like a book. Clearly not. <laughs> not a very good book. <laughs> Certainly not Bravo oh, really? 2-0 by anyone. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, lad. My headphones just disconnected when you're coming through the main speaker. I hope you're not picking it up on the audio. No, but I can see your speaker settings, which is interesting. That's not interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking? Are we back? Yes, yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, you're, you're coming back through the headphones and not through the speakers on the laptop. Now, marvelous. Sorry. Uh, B. Okay, BF. Finish the question for Adam. Even start the question for Adam. What BF was the name of an infamous play involving Mark Sanchez? Oh, butt fumble. Butt fumble. Get Adam the point and back control of the board. Adam, nominate your square. Right, I'm going to go with ML. 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 Which ML Russ. did I... Russ. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch. Incorrect. Russ, that's a gamble, isn't he? Adam, the full question for you. Which ML did I see score a hat-trick of touchdowns at Wembley? I mean, <laughs> this is testing my knowledge of when you might have been to Wembley. Let me have a guess at Mercedes Lewis. Correct. Yes! He's I'm partly testing your, your, your memory of things <laughs> I've mentioned on the pod and whether you were listening to me. In fact, there's only one square that could win it for us and or Adam now, which is a Inter- bit odd. Interesting, isn't it? Should we go with DM? Oh, interesting. He's extending things. <laughs> Just for added pointlessness. <laughs> I'm glad you picked DM because it's probably my favourite question on the board. There you go. Which D... <laughs> <laughs> Which DM is the combined yards leader for the Chicago Bears? Russ. Russ. DeMarco Murray. DeMarco <laughs> Murray? I meant I this know. season, sorry. Oh, I didn't this season. Because I meant in 2000. David, David Montgomery. And who's David DeMarco Montgomery Murray? Why, did, why is does it. Incorrect. Why is the name. Ah, oh, it's Darnell Mooney. Um, what is. Um, <laughs> Marco Why, Murray who, is the ex-Cowboys, Eagles and Titans running back who's retired. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't yeah. specify a year, did he? And the Mad name up. just came into my head. I mean, it didn't matter anyway. Mate, this game is, like, I'm really excited by it. <laughs> <laughs> you had a lot of caffeine this evening, Russ. I haven't, as it goes. I had a delicious spaghetti bolognese. Congratulations. Excellent. Um, I'm Adam, gonna... nominate a square. Let's do it. Let's do it. T.L. Gone TL. Come on, Rich. Adam. Get involved here. Whoever wins <laughs> this game. Adam. Oh. Trevor what? Lawrence. 
Trevor Lawrence is incorrect. <laughs> I love your bravery. Rich, it, this is your time. <laughs> it's like you've never, like... never seen me on a quiz before, Russ. What TL is the nickname of Jimmy Smith and Keenan McCardell? What? Who, who are those people? Legendary Jacksonville Jaguars receiving combo. Oh, is it Thunder and Lightning? Yes, it is. Have some music. <laughs> oh, amazing! I mean, Adam, Adam tried to read Pat then, like I did, and it <laughs> didn't quite go to plan. He was on the right lines. Let's be fair to him. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm astonished that Rich plucked that from somewhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, well played. That was good. Problem. That was that was excellent. I mean, if you're following what was going on, if you're listening to that, then well played. Um, I will try and remember if you could send me that image and post it on the on the Twitter. Um, maybe we, I don't know whether with the colours filled in or not. What's but who cares? No, uh, do it do it pre and post one day before, one day after, then people can see it without and with. Oh yeah, it would be, I mean that would be giving people spoilers. Yeah, yeah. don't want that. You, you've got a day. If you dedicate to us, you'll listen to us tomorrow. That requires us remembering to tweet it 24 hours later. I trust me. It's all right. Okay. No, I, I agree. I trust you. I wouldn't trust myself. That, that quiz was right up my strasser as well, by the way. <laughs> oh, I've, I've little, thought about... Just little, just little clues. I've thought about doing blockbusters before, but never quite worked out how it would work. <laughs> um, and... Well, the good news is I wrote 50 questions, so there's another 40 to go. <laughs> Amazing. I, I was impressed that you were just like, bam, straight with the next one. No messing around. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's play this again. Let's play this again very soon. Right. Uh, shall we try and win some money? Steve Rains, anytime touchdown corner, fucked it for charity. We keep losing. And it's time for, uh, for a win. Um, this week, we are going to each pick a player who is playing against our team. And Craig, as a an unhealthy scratch, late doors, hasn't told us who he's going to pick. So we, we should pick someone for him, shouldn't we? Rather than leave it ambiguous. You, you know what would be funny? Could, are we able to pick? Are we able to pick the Texans DST? I don't know. You can bet on a defensive yeah. touchdown. I don't know if you can combine it, but we should. Yeah, let's assume we can. I think yeah, we I love can. That. I just, yeah, I can't imagine why it wouldn't let you let you do that so yeah let's yeah i like that a lot um yeah tech texans texans dst is perfect um mark mark's not here um he did send us a pick which helpfully is kamara if fit ingram if not um and <laughs> i did last week and it went terribly yeah there we go um uh, uh, uh who, who else is there rich uh, uh well given that we're playing the vikings and i suspect any any and every one of their wide receivers will score against us. Let's just throw a dart and say Justin Jefferson. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Russ, you seem desperate to uh Well, desperate desperate is a an interesting word to use, but I'm gonna go for a rushing touchdown from Taylor Heineke. Heineke, you're so fine, you're so fine, you brought my mind Heineke. Interesting. He's been quite mobile this year. He's been making some good runs. Um Okay, Pat, you haven't. Um, I haven't. I've gone for, well, I mean, I'm, I'm picking from a team who scored naught points this week, which puts me in a bit of a quandary. 
I'm going to go for Kyle Pitts on the basis that he has their highest number of receptions and receiving yards, although only one touchdown so far, and not in the week that I picked him before. So pull your finger out, Kyle, sort it out. Okay. Based on the fact I can still see your screen, I'm going to be interested as to whether you could spell my selection. Oh, um, lovely. <laughs> that would be, I thought he looked quite good um, against the Falcons. Hadn't really seen him before. He's their rookie running back uh, for the Patriots, Ramondre Stevenson. Um, and oh, I think I think you might have nailed that with the spelling. Well done. Um, so Ra- Ramondre Stevenson, we've got the Houston defense slash special teams, Mark Ingram or Kamara, um, Kyle Pitts, and now I can't see your screen, so I can't remember the other two. <laughs> Justin Jefferson, Taylor Heineke. There we go. That's that's the bet that's going to win us some money. Yeah, last last week I thought they all sound like touchdown scorers. I'm not really sure they do this week. But who, who knows? Right, time for some one-sentence reviews, I guess. Um, Craig's not here. Craig wrote some. Anything might happen here. We're <laughs> going to try and pick up the slack. Um, it's anybody's guess how this is going to go. But let's start with New England 25, Atlanta 0. How Atlanta have won four games this season <laughs> is an absolute <laughs> fucking miracle. Fact. Uh, Houston 22, Tennessee 13. Just as we all expected, right? Hmm. New Orleans 29, Philadelphia 40. Saints made this more competitive than it looked early on, but Philly managed to keep moving the ball and putting points on the board. Good sign for the young QB. You get me. Miami 24, New York Jets 17. I'm starting to think that the Jets aren't going to get Joe Flacco, that second ring that he's chasing. Washington 27, Carolina 21. Cam is back, but couldn't get Carolina over the line against a stout Washington defence. Detroit 10, Cleveland 13. I'm sensing a theme in my one-sentence reviews. Detroit are bad, Cleveland are equally as bad. A broken baker is not getting it done. Indianapolis 41, Buffalo 15. The Jonathan Taylor Show! Um, San Francisco 30, Jacksonville 10. Jackson's Jacksonville's injury list is San Francisco-like in its length. Uh, Green Bay 31, Minnesota 34. What a barnstormer and great job by Kirk Cousins and the Vikings to drive down the field and kick the field goal at the end. The Vikings weren't one of the NFC Big Five, as um, designated by this podcast, but they might well be now. Baltimore 16, Chicago 13. It looked briefly like Andy Dalton might have won this with a late touchdown, but of course you can't leave a minute 40 on the clock for Tyler Huntley or he's going to punish you. (laughs) Cincinnati 32, Las Vegas 13. Burrow gets it done at a limp and lifeless Vegas. Arizona 23, Seattle 13. The Cardinals beat the Seahawks despite missing their QB1, RB1 and WR1. That's how bad the Seahawks are right now. Dallas 9, Kansas City 19. So much hype and so little to back it up. But (laughs) above all else, what on earth has happened to that Cowboys offense? Pittsburgh 37, LA Chargers 41. An absolute barnstormer on Monday Night Football with the Steelers roaring back to take a late fourth quarter lead. 
The Chargers steadied their nerves and won it with a touchdown and two sacks of Big Ben. And finally, Monday Night Football, New York Giants 10, Tampa Bay 30. Giants look devoid of ideas and Garrett loses his job as a result. Not all roses for Tampa Bay, though. You would expect to see cleaner football as we move closer to the playoffs. There we go. One sentence reviews, some of which may have been written by Craig. Guess, <laughs> some which, of guess which, which ones. Some of which may have been completely wrong. Apparently, I thought that Pittsburgh was Monday night football, not Sunday night football, but who cares? I didn't notice. Eh. <laughs> it Don't was worry a great about game, it. though. It was. Um, we, we're going to revisit our new regular feature of the show and Adam's Hot Topics. Um, yeah. Um, you uh, haven't but, got the little sound clip this time. Thanks, Rich, for ruining that. <laughs> you didn't give us a heads up. I thought you were going to wave it at the microphone again. Yeah, I didn't have it ready. And I thought in that split second that I'd edited it in, now I'm not going to bother and it's your fault. So I've saved you an edit job. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, that would be good for the cold open. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, not happening like that. Right. Um, before before we get to hot topics, why don't we talk about that game on on whichever night football it was, Pittsburgh <laughs> against LA Chargers. That was my favourite game of the week. I would say. Um, it. I I quite like the come a comeback in general. Um, where, but where it looks for all the world like the Chargers are going to blow it, and then they don't quite, or maybe <laughs> even the, the Steelers did. I mean that that block pump was a moment. Right, it was crazy. It was a crazy game. I did always have you around as a Superman fan, so that makes sense. It was um, a kind of relief to see the Chargers hang on and start to go back in the direction I want to see them going back in. Because yeah, I felt the same. Yeah, you lose to the Steelers, that is a death knell for the the slippery slope you've been on. Um, but no, they pulled it around. They toughed it out. It's going to be very difficult for them to make a decent amount of progress with the defence conceding so many points. But, you know, if you're scoring 40 on offence, you give yourself a chance. I enjoy it. I mean, they're enjoyable to... Like, Eckler's... Eckler's well, he had a big game, obviously. Um, but um, Justin Herbert's just... I like him. He's, he's, he makes the charges more fun than I was going to say. Yeah, Rivers ever did. That would be a bit unfair. Uh, but it's, it just seems they've got a bit of a lease of life. They're not consistent yet, and yeah, their defense is maybe letting them down at times. But I don't think they'll be far away. The Mike Williams resurrection was a relief. Yeah, that's a nice, yeah. nice touchdown. That. Well, the thing is, you say the defense is an issue. They looked fine for ages. It was only really what later into the third quarter that that things started to look like they might go wrong, and that was the point where they looked like they might panic and lose it. Um, but up until then, they they kept the Steelers well in check. Yeah, maybe that's a bit un, bit unfair, but the, there's it's like South Africa cricket a little bit with the Chargers. Like you you always think that. There's that tag of of the C word, isn't there? Um, and they've always got that in them. Um, yeah. And I think that's what like, Pat said about them getting over the line in the end. You felt like that's that was big for them. Well, it could it could be the game that makes their season. Like you yeah, say, yeah. it could have broken yeah. their season. It equally, this could be the one where suddenly they feel like, 
okay, even if someone comes at us late on, we can still get that winning touchdown drive and we can close it out. Those two sacks on Big Ben were massive in terms of just stopping the Steelers from having any hope. That was very enjoyable as well. Two minutes and nine seconds to go. One timeout remaining. Roethlisberger sacked twice, trying to throw on fourth and 32. Yes. There, was a, yeah. there was a penalty in the middle of it as well, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah it was, <laughs> it was glorious. <laughs> um, what about, the, I mean, the, the Steelers, I don't think, I don't think we're going to see the Steelers in the postseason. I don't, well, I, I'm trying to work out what's going on in the AFC is impossible <laughs> right now anyway. In either conference. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say what's going on with all of that, but we might come. And I can't remember what we've covered in our hot topics. We're just going, we're just going to do one hot topic each. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we do that? Um, if you recall the rules in our new regular feature of the show, uh, it's four minutes on each topic, strictly enforced by myself. Um, Russ, why don't you start with yours? I just wanted to mention. There seems to be an inordinate amount of pretty serious QB injuries going on this season. More than most. More more than most seasons, should we say. Because if you think that of all the like the QB ones, um, Russ Wilson's been out for quite a few weeks, only just coming back now and is clearly not fit. Kyler's been out for a few weeks. You've got Tua that's been out for a number of weeks. You've got um, Jameis that is out for the season. You've got Fitzmagic that never even started the season um, or barely started the season. Um, and Yeah, incredibly, Carson Wentz is still playing. Yeah, well, with, <laughs> with two, well, basically with in, injuries to his ankles, <laughs> the, de- the designation of ankles. So um, good. You know, big, it's a miracle Big Ben's still upright on his feet. It can't be for much longer, but there's a lot. And I just wondered, um, Tyrod, Davis Mills, Zach Wilson, Jimmy's had a spell as well, isn't he? It's the value is the value of the backup quarterback becoming more and more. Because you look at the team, you look at the Cardinals, right? And, and I'm not saying that Colt McCoy is the answer or is particularly any good, by the way. But you see the drop-off between some of the QB1s and the QB2s, and they are literally a completely different side. But you watch, you know, even, even the way that Baltimore played with Hundley, uh, Hundley on Sunday. It was a similar sort of scheme. It was a similar sort of setup because they've got, they've obviously got that in place. But you look at some other teams and it's just chalk and cheese and it just it just doesn't work, which is killing some team season. I mean, Seattle have been bad, but when Russ was injured, they were even worse. This is why they're protected so much. And you'd think they're protected more than ever with the, with the current rules. You, know, you go and watch old highlights from 20 years ago and the QBs are taking more hits than they're allowed to now um i don't know but it's not it's not even it's not even impact injuries is it there's all sorts of different injuries coming on that aren't impact related i feel that there's two things here one is we're seeing less and less practice snaps so like all contact sports the more you play the contact sport 
the more you're most hardened against getting injured and taking hits properly. And the second for me is that the game's becoming more and more of a passing game. It's a passing league. And so you're having quarterbacks sit in the pocket and getting hit more in the pocket rather than necessarily on the run. I don't know whether that makes a difference, but certainly if you're getting hunted down from behind by a defensive lineman when you can't see him, you're not really readying yourself for that hit in the way that you will be if you're running with the ball. Yeah. Yeah, Pat, you were gonna you wanted to, to jump in at one point then. Yeah, I just I was thinking um about the stick Jared Goff took for missing that game against the Browns this week. And uh compared to Baker who's playing through about twelve injuries and still managed to drag his team to a win, Jared Goff. I mean Baker sit- Baker did drag his team anywhere, did he? Let's be honest. They almost <laughs> won. Lost Nick Chubb, drag him to a win. Yeah. But you can see the difference in um perception of the fans he's battling through adversity to drag his team forward and uh, Jared Goss, I mean to be fair they might be well, until they saw uh, the Tim Boyle laser show they would have been, might have been relieved Goff had gone Time's up on that one There you go, four, four minutes on QB injuries um, Rich what's your hot topic? Well we are now hitting that part of the season where we're starting to see some of the teams separate themselves, at least at the bottom of the league. And so right now we've got the Lions who haven't managed a win yet, but not too far ahead of them are Houston, Jacksonville and the Jets. Can any of them sink back past the Lions? Do we think the Lions are capable of even getting two wins or have they already nailed that number one seed? Because Looking at the schedule, they've got a couple of potentially winnable games. I do think that, you know, some of the others, I mean, I can't see I can't see the Jets or the Texans winning any more games, if I'm honest. Yeah, well, I mean, you say that, but both the Jets and the Texans have beaten the Titans in recent weeks. So you <laughs> no, don't, they don't have, try have and they? <laughs> yeah, just a bit. <laughs> don't try and predict anything in this, the way things are at the moment. I well, funny enough, the first hot topic I think is a bit linked to this, and having, you know, the Jets have had their QB go down, the Lions have had their QB go down, um, the Texans again, and the Jags are the only team you mentioned that haven't. I don't want to jinx them. Uh, so, though, but those things, those things affect affect this big time. So, you know, if if one of those teams strings a run of defeats because they've got you know, David Blau or whoever under centre, then that will you know, sew the number one pick up for them. Yeah, I think the main reason that I could see the Lions potentially getting higher up is partly just because they look like they've got a bit more fight in them than some of the others. Like they don't look like a talented side, but they look like a team that is actually playing hard as in, within their limits. In an image of their head coach, yeah. I think. Fighting wins. <laughs> Yeah. I think they've Whereas I think all those teams, teams like have had the their moments. Not, I mean, it's... like I said in the, the reviews, how the Falcons have got four wins. Like, I mean, we watched watched them not live, but watched watched them on that Sunday afternoon in London, and they're just terrible. They really all all across the board, both sides of the ball, they are bad. I think really, Matt Ryan really Matt bad. Ryan's been propping them up a bit, which is probably how they've got four wins. Um, but he can't he's just 
he can't do everything. And even and if he has an off day, then they're, they're done. You know, that, which is basically what happened on Thursday night. Yeah. Well, any any time they come up against a defensive line that can really attack them, he's fucked. Yeah, the the, the Patriots defense had that that ridiculous game. If it was like the Titans at the Rams the other day, where they're just all all over all over them constantly. And Matt Ryan came out the game, and they put uh, Josh Rosen in through a pick, and then they put oh, yeah. someone else in <laughs> through a pick. Felipe Franks. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just just a just an absolute disaster. Um, but yeah, it's 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 weird. Like a team could look appalling like that, and yet another week they don't look so bad. And I don't think there's like the Lions are probably closest to the zero and seventeen team. But you know they've got their that tie, so that monkey's off their back. But I think that the Jags, the Texans, and the Jets have all had the odd okay performance in there. And it's just not nothing's consistent. Yeah, I mean the the Lions have had their fair share of one score defeats this season. Yeah, you give them you give them that they have. You yeah. know, they had that um, the game against the Niners, like where they had the last drive. The yep. game against the Ravens happened the same. They did the same against the Vikings. You know, they lost thirteen ten at the weekend. They've had a Time's couple up. of blowouts. Time's up on that. Fine. Um, <laughs> I don't, I, we'll abandon this after this week. I don't know. Why no, I'm I like. Talking. I like it. I like it. <laughs> hey, it got me down the A12 last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit road. Uh, right. Um, I'll go next, and it's a bit linked to the just the the Lions makes me think of it. Thanksgiving. We've got Thanksgiving this week, and. <laughs> The usual triple header. We always have the Lions first, followed by the Cowboys, and then a relatively. Why is, why is that, please? Uh, some tradition nonsense. They've done it since the NFL's existed, uh, basically. So they've all the Lions have always hosted a game. I don't know why it started, but it's the, they won't change that. Um, it's the Lions and then the Cowboys. It's only in the last ten, fifteen years that they've had a night game afterwards. But there's no, that's just, that could seems to just be anyone. But it always seems to, like, I love, you know, we're, we're not American, none of us. Um, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving that I'm aware of, any uh, present company. Um, but I kind of like, it's like, I like it. I come home from work on a Thursday and there's football on and there's three games in a row. And like, it, it's, it's a thing. But those games, because it's always the Lions and the Lions haven't been good since they've existed pretty much (laughs) (laughs) and it's always the cowboys and the cowboys you get sick to death of by this time of the season because they're always on prime time anyway and then i've generally fallen asleep by the third one so the idea of it's great every year and it always disappoints and they always seem to get like there'll be injuries as well and there'll be a backup quarterback starting. So I think this year we've got Andy Dalton against insert Detroit Lions backups name here. Dave, you know. David Blau, that's my name. That name again is David Blau. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's talk of there's talk of Derek Carr being benched. I don't. I don't, I don't it's it just in the Cowboys' offense suddenly looks terrible on the one moment that you actually want to watch them. <laughs> just a bit like uh, the whole the way the way the Raiders have been playing, mate. 
that, that Cowboys defense, uh, Cowboys offense cannot look bad against that Ra- Raiders team. The Raiders are shot to shit at the moment. I think I all know, of the, know, what's but... happened in the last few weeks with Gruden going and then the whole um, Henry Ruggs thing, it's, it's, I think it's rocked them. I think it's rocked the whole franchise. And I also think legitimately they've heard that I'm going to Las Vegas in April next year and there's a chance that I might follow them afterwards because it seems whatever team that I time I kind of pin my my uh my You're name up to. on the Seahawks. No, I'm not no, but what I'm saying is that Sounds like it. Know, I'm not no, what I'm saying is that you know I'm going to Vegas. I might go to the stadium and have a wander around and do a little tour or whatever and off the back of that you know, there's a chance that I might end up with a with a hat or something, you know, with some apparel for the Raiders. What a, now, what a prick! But the reason the reason that they've they've imploded early is because of my, you know, any affiliation to any team I've ever had has literally <laughs> gone to absolute shit. I mean, unless and any but any any requests? <laughs> no, I'm happy Patriots. where you are. Please. Oh yeah, the Pats. Yeah, no, I, 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 I like the Pats being the best team in that division. Oh, I'm, you're the sort of person, if we'd done this in the year 2000, you'd have supported the Patriots and been unbearable. Um, but you, <laughs> I, I don't think least... I would have done. I got put off the Steelers early. I would never have gone for the Patriots. Maybe I just need to pick something out of a hat or maybe I just need to stick with the Seahawks. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, your ideal scenario is Russell Wilson gets traded to the Raiders in the off-season. Yeah. And then it's just a natural switch. But you're right. Oh, t- right. time's up. I mean, we haven't really talked about that. We talked about who Russ, is good, <laughs> Russ supports for half of that time. But, that, you know, that's, that's how we roll. Right. Uh, final hot topic, Pat. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about um, bad takes and scapegoating within fan bases and just in general really so i was thinking back to pre-season and there was a play where the saints beat us deep i think it was marcus calloway uh, right down the middle long bomb loopy bomb and the obvious immediate take is oh what the hell are um campbell and shaq griffin doing there getting beat deep it's terrible from the two corners it's just a shocking bit of play and then I saw someone break the play down. I think it was a uh, friend of the pod, Jay Trent, from uh, another Jags. Sorry, uh, Jaguars United. Throwback to the old name. Um, who broke it down and went, actually, on that play, they were in thirds. The safety had the middle. The corners had either side. The safety fucked up hugely, and the corners couldn't get back in time to fix it for him. So when you look at the freeze from the guy catching the touchdown and there's two corners near him, those guys have come from 30 yards out of position once the ball's been thrown, leaving their man to try and make a play on the ball and save the safety's arse. And it's very easy to be reactionary and say, oh, first and rookie cornerback's terrible. In reality, that's not the case. But this is the problem with this stuff. is me- Whether it's media narratives or fan narratives, once people have made up their mind on a thing being a thing there's nothing anyone can say to convince them otherwise. And so you always end up with this thing with, with, you know, 
oh, this guy's shit, he's terrible. And it doesn't you, you have a quarterback who has a first season or so where they don't do well in the league, and from that point on was they're always bad. There's no room for anyone to improve. And the media are just as bad with it. You know, there's this the hilarious thing of uh, Mac Jones to the Niners where the media decided it was a thing and then then they were all pissed off about it not happening afterwards because it just it, it's you know they, they don't like looking stupid but people won't change their minds on stuff and that really annoys me when they won't look at like you say a broken play like that and realize that oh okay actually we don't as fans half the time we don't know what the the defense is setting up for if, yeah, if you pay part... if if you pay attention, more than likely a lot of these things are covered in press conferences or by people that know what they're talking about who study film or that kind of thing. But a lot of people don't care. It's just we'll go with it. We'll go with the narrative. The the quarterbacks are the most obvious thing with all of this, and it's it's like if Aaron Rodgers throws an interception because a pass is tipped, the narrative is the pass was tipped. But if Blake Bortles throws an interception that was a tip pass. It's ha ha ha! Look, Blake Bortles has thrown an interception, and um, and actually sometimes th- there's more going on, and it's just like if you someone makes their mind up about a player and something bad happens, it's that player's fault. If it's somebody that is a media darling, then they can get away with a lot more. It's just how it is. And you're right there. The narrative of this player is a good player, and therefore there's always an excuse for why they. It's one bad moment for them. Not they're a bad player ever. And yeah, and it's it's like you say when a pass gets tipped or a receiver receiver lets the ball go through their hands, and it's the QB pick, as opposed to like you say if Rogers does it, oh it's Valdez Scantlin that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if somebody shit does it, oh it's a bit. It must have been a bad throw. And that's yeah. and that's the whole narrative. Uh, it, and it's and anyone that knows what they're talking about can tell with something like that. But it doesn't change it. But with the sort of play Pat's talking about, where you're looking at you know a deep safety and where cornerbacks are and what's going on in the secondary, you probably have to you probably have to ask the defensive coordinator about it or the the players themselves yeah. to really know. You know, it, there's there's all sorts of things going on. It can get can get quite complex. We've run out of time, and I want to I kind oh. of want to carry on with that. <laughs> I mean you're the boss you can I'm glad you took it to quarterbacks because the reason I brought it up was Trevor Lawrence is starting to get a lot of shit for we're not scoring any touchdowns and then you break down the plays and you're like well that play he had four wide receivers none of whom got open he threw it to the most open of them and it wasn't caught what do you want a man to do I mean, I'm seeing it a little bit with Ryan Tannehill at the moment where yeah, he's he's just come off the back of a game where he's thrown four interceptions now by any stretch, Tannehill isn't hitting the heights of last year or the year before. Uh, but there's other stuff in play. There's a weaker O-line uh, receiving core that is inferior and the the decent receivers that are there are injured. Um, that, and they're not getting they're not getting as open. And you're behind in a game, so you've got to force things and take chances. You know, sometimes the you know the the figures in isolation don't tell the whole story well that's a convenient thing as well isn't it because Tannehill's narrative from the media at uh, Miami was he's a bad quarterback and then he went to the Titans and showed that actually he's got skills and And so any opportunity to jump on it the the Dolphins memes come up don't they yeah yeah it's easy I'm not I'm not saying that he wasn't at fault and he didn't have a bad game those things are true but 
there's that. Yeah, certain people are easier targets, aren't they? Um, because of a reputation or a perception. Right. So I thought you were about to say something else. No, no, I disagree <laughs> with you. Yeah, it's... <laughs> that um, feels unusual. The, the, me- <laughs> the media narrative thing always annoys me when, you know, is a, a bad player can become a good player in a different in a different roster, in a different setup with different coaches, if they've got the capacity to do it. But there's always this seems to be this thing of one, two years out of college, that's it. You're you are what you are at that point, which, you know, these guys are in their early twenties. Of course that's not true. And and also players can look better or worse based on what's around them. So right. a running back. So <laughs> Nick Foles. Obviously. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor. I don't, I'm setting myself up for pelters here, but I think I look at Jonathan Taylor and the numbers that he's setting for the Colts, which are fantastic, obviously. Um, but I think their offensive line and their scheming deserve quite a lot of credit for that. And more so than maybe Derek Henry with the same sort of achievements. So I think, I think if you put, Derek Henry in another team or another scheme, then he would still get great results because of his phenomenal physical ability. Um, I'm not, maybe, maybe I'm not articulating this quite right, but there's there's more in play than just going, yeah, he's great or he's bad. Or hang on, give give the O-line guys some props here for for helping him do that. Or actually, if they've it succeeded despite some poor O-line play, then say that. But it's not always as simple as as what meets the eye. Yeah, absolutely. I think it surprises me how quickly players get labelled as veterans. So um, I remember Minshew being labelled as a veteran. I was like, he's had 15 starts. That's less than a season. And just because he's been around three seasons, that doesn't make you a veteran. Well, it's a rookie year, sophomore year veteran. I don't, I yeah. don't know if it's that, actually... That's it, like, and you've got off oh, 20-year career, so... You think five or six years at least to get an experience level to be enough to be called a veteran. Yeah, well, it's you're right about offensive line, particularly with running backs. You, you've only got to look at some of the some of the backs who have been brilliant in one place and then they've gone somewhere else and the production has just fallen off a cliff. And it's not so, that they DeMar- became DeMarco bad Murray. Funnily enough, right. Russ brought him up by accident, but that was that was classic. <laughs> he was he was prolific at Dallas. Yeah, went to the Eagles. Nothing. Right. You know, I, I'm not saying DeMarco Murray was a bad player, or or a, except I think he was probably a, an above average running back. And um, but it shows, yeah, there's a case case in point. It just shows you that it's not just as simple as judging one player in isolation. These these are complicated rosters with schemes and all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah, right. scheme fits a massive deal. And they're human beings as well. You know, you, you get someone, I mean, Cam's a good example of this. He's gone back to Carolina and I know that they lost, but he, he looked about as happy and competent as I've seen him since he left Carolina in that one game. And yeah, he didn't look great, but he also, you know, you, you there's, there's that thing of being a player at a club where you just love the club and yeah. You just yeah. play better in those colours because you just love where you are. You love the fan base. You have a connection. And he's thrown, what, three touchdowns already? So, like, one more game and he'll eclipse what he did for the Patriots last season? <laughs> right. 
yeah, it's a it's a it's a pity uh, how that's gone for the for the Patriots. Uh, that was that's. Sorry, Adam. I was going to say it'd be interesting to see, given the rumours swirling around Matt Nagy, whether that offense starts to click once he's gone. Because <laughs> I think about, there's talent there. Have they announced that he's been sacked? No, there's just a lot of blue tick Twitter accounts suggesting that he will be. There was a basically it's emanating from a prominent reporter in Chicago who's known for being known for knowing things and people and being reliable and doesn't normally report very much on the NFL. Um, So people in Chicago seem to think that he's a reliable source. So if it's if it's a done deal. Why make him coach a game when, when everybody knows? You can't sack what, him before Thanksgiving, Adam. Why are you some kind of heartless bastard? What if the Bears win 76 <laughs> nil? Big sacked in the morning. But you're only playing the Lions if, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right. 96. You know, it, 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 yeah, it feels I, very I, odd. I see where you're coming from, but I don't see that happening I actually think that the lions could scrap a win in that one <laughs> that's david been the Blau. Is broken it, is it record david Blau? last three four months no it'll be um tim the other guy, won't it? yeah well i've given how bad he was this week it might be Blau. we don't know tim laser <laughs> um oh just that oh, i don't know that that, that depressing Early Thanksgiving game from Detroit. That's unwatchable. Statistically, the two worst teams in in that conference. It's the game you want after a massive dinner because you don't want to get too excited with a full belly. (laughs) I'd rather I'd rather watch Reynolds and Reinbold carve that massive turkey with Hannah stood in front of her stupid screen reading tweets that people have um, written in to take the piss out of her in <laughs> the Lions versus uh, the Bears. Oh, bring back Cecil. I miss Kev. <laughs> yeah. I miss Big Kev. That's, that's, yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, I, I do think the the only potential redeeming feature of that game will be the potential for just hilarious fucking up constantly. It could be one of those games where like three picks in a row get thrown, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, we've definitely talked about that too much. Or a snow game. Snow game, please. In a in a domed stadium. Is it a dome there? Bollocks. <laughs> I couldn't remember what. Oh, they're playing at the Lions, aren't they? Not in Chicago. Yeah, always always at home. Always oh, at home, Rich. We've covered this. Yeah. Thanksgiving I don't pay tradition. attention to that stuff. Um, and one of them will be Buck and Aikman, and the other one will be Nance and Romo, which is which is fine. <laughs> yeah, at least we'll have them for company. We we will. Um, I'll see how. Oh, stop talking about Thanksgiving! Christ, <laughs> what, what else is going on? Can we talk about a firing that's actually happened? Yes, because who could have possibly seen that coming? Uh, who are you, Jason Garrett? Oh, thank you. <laughs> Giants when they announced offensive coordinator. When they announced head coach, oh, sorry, offensive coordinator, I had completely forgotten Jason Garrett was there, which probably speaks volumes. <laughs> I mean, you'd forgotten he was head coach at Dallas all those years. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's where he is. Well, not anymore. 
So who's, it's kind who's of... the Dallas head coach? Not sure. Don't know. They don't seem to have one, as far as I can tell. That's Jason Garrett for you. Well, I know I mean, we talked it, about scapegoating, but this feels like a scapegoaty decision. Yeah, it's kind of harsh. You look. I was looking at their game the other day, and they had Pharaoh Brown playing for them, who didn't make the Jaguars roster. They've got Colin Johnson, who the Jaguars cut. CJ Board, who the Jaguars let go. And imagine our receiving core is bloody terrible. Imagine if you're using the cast-offs of the Jaguars receivers core and you're a defensive coordinator. What do you expect's going to happen? He's got a couple of decent tight ends. He's got Kadarius Tony, who looks all right, and Golladay in and out of injury. But, yeah, there's not a lot to work with there, whether you're good or not. And it's hard to judge when there's not a lot there. That Tony said, should be playing at quarterback based on what I saw on Monday Night Football. <laughs> and he looked like he had a good arm. It was a DPI, I think it was, so that pass that he threw. Um, or they got tangled up. I can't, yeah, I can't remember. But I doubt, Daniel Jones, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, it's just, and regardless of their receiving core, they've got, I mean, they've, well, they've still got Barkley and they've got a decent defence. And, well, how quickly can you move on from Daniel Jones? Because <laughs> they have to. Right. Well, it's been the, isn't this his, is this his third or his fourth season? I mean, third? He's been about ages. He's a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> so it must be his third season at least. <laughs> but he he's one where you think they've been bad for long enough that they should just have bags of talent there surrounding him. And okay, maybe he's not the greatest, but, you know, if you get another high pick, maybe you can pick up a quarterback in the next draft or two that that can actually do something but i don't know that on offense you said they've got a great defense and I, I don't disagree with that i think they're decent on d but that offense generally other than saquon what have they got yeah and, and saquon isn't saquon anymore well no saquon hasn't been saquon since his rookie and a half season so most that's like a good reason not to draft running backs in, in the top 10 because well, they will get injured. Yeah. And, and, and the the absolute studs, like, you can make absolute studs out of averagely draftable college running backs. You can think, create them. Yeah, if you've got, we said this earlier, if you've got a good offensive line, you can do stuff with guys who... And there's a lot of decent running backs who come out of college because no one actually values them. So you can get them way down in the draft. And th there are plenty of guys who have been plug-and-play running backs over the years that have got, you know, seven, 800 yards a season. And that can be enough if you've got that guy in a mix with two or three others. Yeah. The entire draft's a crapshoot anyway, but I think especially with running backs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the Giants are a mess. I'm amazed we haven't talked more about them this season, given how awful that franchise is. We don't need to talk too much about them. They're on every fucking primetime game every week. Yeah, that's, <laughs> somehow. That's that's true. Um, yeah, including Monday night. Well, who are they playing this week? Oh, no, they're not. They're playing the Eagles at 6pm. Shall we preview that and some other games? Or is there something it, that I've forgotten to mention? It, oh, give it oh a go. before we do that... Long snapper news. Ooh. Yeah. A contract news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, uh, that would be really on point to forget about this. But <laughs> um, 
Kansas City Chiefs have signed their long snapper, James Winchester. I'm sure he was on the tips of all your tongues to a two-year contract extension, making him the highest paid player at his position. Um, there, long snapper news. I don't have much more to add. Um, he's the highest long paid long snapper in the league. He really rifles the snap, so it's uh, good. It's well worthwhile. Other contract news. Tim Patrick extended 30 million three years in Denver and followed immediately by Cortland Sutton. So if they can get a quarterback, they're uh, <laughs> amassing their wide receiver room very nicely. Yet another absolutely baffling team in the AFC. Yes. Yeah. All right. One sentence previews. Um, shall we do it? We'll start with the bloody Thanksgiving games. Chicago at Detroit. I know it's tradition, but this absolute turkey of a game feels like the NFL deliberately giving international fans the bird on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Las Vegas at Dallas. Dallas have to get right this week, and if forms anything to go by, I'm pretty sure they will. Buffalo at New Orleans. I hope Buffalo score 40 points in this one. One point for every million dollars the Saints have promised Taysom Hill. <sighs> Tampa Bay at Indianapolis. I don't want to. It feels horrible and dirty and disgusting, uh, but I'll be cheering Tom Brady on. Tennessee at New England. Get a coin, flick it in the air. There you go. Accurate. New York Jets at Houston. Apparently, Adam's determined to give me all the unwatchable matchups this week. Yeah, because I think about it in that way. <laughs> <laughs> Although maybe I will now. Um, <laughs> Philadelphia at New York Giants. Philly go to the MetLife. Will Jalen make it hurt for the Giants? Carolina at Miami. Time for Cam's first win as a starter. The Dolphins offense does not have enough. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. One of the oldest NFL rivalries around. Should be a present and competitive battle for the PO chasing AFC sides. Steelers defense is dealing with injuries and how they play will impact the outcome of this game. That was definitely Craig's one, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta, at, yeah, Atlanta at Jacksonville. Neither of these teams seem able to string a couple of good performances together, but Atlanta looked marginally uglier last week, so I'm going with a Jags win. LA Chargers at Denver. Can the Chargers start to separate from the chasing pack by winning against a quality Denver defence? LA Rams at Green Bay. Absolutely, unequivocally, the game of the week. Minnesota at San Francisco. After that magnificent performance against Green Bay, we're due a complacent loss to the Niners. Uh, Cleveland at Baltimore. Decent looking game for Sunday Night Football. The Ravens will need Lamar if they're going to get through this one, though, unlike against the Lions. And finally, Seattle at Washington. High hopes for both sides at the start of the year. Now we know better. Yeah, they can flex Sunday night games. They can't flex Monday night games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it feels a bit, feels like it might be a bit ugly. Sorry, Russ. Well, they need Russ. That's what they need. They need a fit Russ. They do. It shows... and, he, and he's clearly not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, the, that game... 
the the season's that far gone now for the Seahawks. They may they what are they what are they trying to achieve? I don't understand what they're trying to achieve by rushing him back. They're not going to catch the Cardinals or the Rams in that division, and the record is horrific. So I don't understand the logic in rushing him back. Well, I mean, they're, they're, I think they'll be fourth in that division now. Well, without a doubt, yeah. they're, they're the they're the fourth worst team statistically in the um, in the AFC. So, uh, sorry, the NFC. So what 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 do you expect? Uh, there we go. So I didn't mean to uh, cause pain. <laughs> I'm not really that bothered, but no, just going to support the Raiders from April onwards. It'll be fine. I know you flippantly suggested that. Wilson will get traded this off season, but I can genuinely see it happening. Yeah, I, I just they need they need to go full rebuild. There, it's such a fucking mess. It's a like, huge mess. I think how much? Well, you'd think they'd get, they'd have to get a lot for him. Otherwise, it's not worth it. Worth it their while. But but you'd think there would be teams out there that would be willing to throw. I mean, you you look at the stuff that people were saying. Um, you know the quarterback potential trades that were that were being talked about over the last off season. I know they didn't come off because of certain lawsuits allegedly happening, um, but there was a lot of, I mean, multiple first round picks plus second rounders, all that kind of stuff being talked about. I think that's that's the kind of thing you'd be looking at for Russell Wilson. You know, can you imagine for just for a second? Imagine Russ at Denver. Hmm. It's it's hmm. a great fit. I mean, you've got the altitude as well, so all those massive long bombs, he could actually just <laughs> kick the end zone rather than you know just the eighty yard eighty yards down the down the pitch. Yeah, <laughs> he would he would be amazing there. I agree. I I'd, so I'd really like to see him else. there because then I can stop hating him. Not that I hate him, <laughs> but you know, I know what you mean. Um, he's not the sort of guy you hate, is he? You, you might think, meh, uh, if it's his personality, or his, uh, allegedly his private life, but no, he's he's pretty good on the field. Yeah, he's the uh, he's, he's not that he's... of an opponent type player. Yeah, but I mean, I, I imagine as a Niners fan, Seattle have had a few faces that you would hate over the years. Yeah, one or then... two, one or two ending up Niners players. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Russell Wilson, you can't really. He's, he's not that sort of, he'll celebrate by gloating and taunting in your face sort of guy, is he? But, I don't think, yeah. I think most, nine, I mean, there are Niners fans, obviously, that hate him, but they're the kind of people that will always hate every single opponent that, that are from a team you're supposed to hate. Uh, but most, I think most begrudgingly respect him uh, and hope that he'll get traded somewhere else sooner rather than later. <laughs> I always had that hope with Andrew Luck, but he just, he retired instead. Oh, well. Right, enough NFL chat, unless I've missed something obvious. Pat, um, this is where I turn to you. I didn't have many things. There was a horrific roughing the passer call on Justin Herbert this week. He'd rushed about 20 yards downfield and Cam Haywood caught him from behind and landed on him because how else are you meant to tackle someone from behind when they're running at full speed? And it was called roughing the pass and you're like, just like, he's a, he's a runner at this point, right? He's an open getting open field tackle. You can't have different rules just because he's got a pretty face and throws the ball nicely. Um, do you want to talk about the forward progress rule while we're... 
Not this week, to be honest, because the Jabs didn't make any forward progress, so it didn't matter in that game. <laughs> I'd quite like to talk about Rayshon Jenkins. Third and two, we make a stop, and then he slaps a guy in the face, gets ejected, and gives the Niners a first down, which, honestly, we could have got done without. And, yeah, he's still a defensive captain because um, apparently Urban Meyer has no balls whatsoever. <laughs> that was very funny. <laughs> Also, I, I beg to differ about Urban. No, I won't go there. Right. <laughs> um, anything on your mind that's been bugging you, Pat, this week? Ugh, horrible. Oh, don't say that about the Jags. No. Things Pat hates. Uncapitalized proper nouns. The, the standards have slipped in the world. Spelling and grammar and stuff doesn't matter anymore. It's just Especially wrong. Especially on the back of football shirts, but just oh. in general. Football shirts with stupid fonts. You know, like there was a thing of a few years ago. I think there's there's less now, but yeah, cricket shirts with players all lowercase letters as their name. It's disgraceful. Oh, oh, that's put me in a bad place. Right? Any any other business? Um, Russ, you look like you're uh, you're not paying attention. So let's start with you. Did, did you see? Right, imagine, imagine sacking your manager. And I'm glad I can talk about this when Mark and Craig are not here. <laughs> imagine. Is Steve imagine, Bruce going to go there? Oh, oh I would, I really hope so. The love of God, please. But for a second, imagine sacking your manager, and then asking him to do a little goodbye video, or from his perspective, imagine being sacked and then requesting, I mean, I don't know which way around this was, to do a an interview with the club's TV to say goodbye to the fans. I reckon I mean, that's him. I reckon that's off his own back. I might be wrong. I didn't watch it. but So, you know, I think... There's not a United fan that I've spoken to or met that doesn't appreciate everything that Ollie's ever done for the club, right? Yeah. But but he's not. He was definitely not the guy for Man United to, to take them forward. It was a bit of a romantic appointment. They've got one of those at Bath in the rugby at the moment in Stuart Hooper, and to do this this interview. So if it is him that's that's requested it. Just after you've been sacked, regardless how much you love the club and how much you appreciate, like, don't do an interview and say, oh, you know, I'm all right with being, basically, I'm all right with being sacked. And, uh, you know, but I still, I still love the club. And, you know, he may well still still love the club, but fuck me, that was, it was so cringeworthy. It was, oh, it made sense. Shivers down my spine. You know what they always say when someone's sacked, like there's a statement that goes out and they say, oh, uh, we'd like to thank them for their, their service here. And they'll always be well. They they always say they'll always be welcome back. Yeah, at the stadium. they're never welcome. Back. Maybe maybe Ollie wanted to make sure that he was because he wants to go back and he's worried about that being just an empty promise. I <laughs> mean, um, he'll turn up at Old Trafford and they won't let him in. Um, it was just a, it was just it, it. You know what it did? It. It typified his tenure in charge of the club. It like it just nice. 
just really meh and nice. And for Man United, that is not them. Yeah, they are the the big red. Yeah, the big red machine that likes the steamroller to be successful. To be yes, Kane. Um, to to just dominate. And under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, they did not dominate a single thing. Other than Tottenham and White Lane a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that, that's a different story. But anyway, there you go. It just made me laugh and I just felt like it was completely unnecessary. Can I go next? Because mine's kind of linked. Well, my first half is kind of linked. If you haven't already, read Craig's Twitter thread about toxic elements of the Manchester United fan base because he reaches levels of passionateness whilst maintaining a coherent statement which I can only dream of like I did rarely you just get... say did you just say passionateness as a word yeah, exactly. I think I think, See, I think he did rather in try, than passion. in try, in trying to um <laughs> to big it up I run out of words I'm not good at being passionate and when I am I fail to communicate things properly and you know Craig was both there and it impressed the heck out of me so check that a bit check that out the other bit of mine um, a shameless plug for Pablo's Entre Treasure, Treasure Hunt, which starts uh, next month. And I can almost say my missus has been working really hard on it with the group. It's like a series of cryptic logic puzzles, which leads you to a location at which there is a treasure for people to do across uh, December in teams. So if that's your jazz, look it up on Twitter, look it up on, I think, the... Uh, website is uh, pablos uk, but you can search it out. Google's a thing. You know Google's a thing. Um, you may remember a while back I mentioned uh, an acquaintance that died of COVID and it was his puzzle that the guys have spent the last six months finishing. So it's all in memory of James and, uh, you know, I hope it brings a lot of people joy as he did in his life, really. Lovely stuff. Okay. Um, funny enough, my... I have something that was linked not to the second part, but to the first part. Um, and, it, yeah, to- toxic football fans. I, I went to Tottenham versus Leeds on Sunday, just me and Henry. And uh, the whole afternoon experience of the game was ruined uh, by the, the man sat next to me on the other side. Um, completely ru- like one of the most obnoxious people you can possibly imagine. And there, uh, you do come across these people at football. They don't generally tend to go far from where the, the hardcore element supporters do. Uh, but even if that's where he was, it still wouldn't have even been close to acceptable. The level of constant aggression, foul language, tirades, not just not respecting boundaries of personal space or any sort of social etiquette just beggar belief um there were he let me pass to sit down me and him he didn't move from sat across half of my seat at any point he stunk of booze and fags he kept uh, trying to force his controversial disgusting views of everything on me wouldn't leave me alone. I couldn't question him because he was clearly harder than I was, but also <laughs> knew 
knew lots of people around him sat behind and in front of him, but he wasn't sat like he wasn't sort of chatting directly to anyone. So he kept trying to piss me off um, every single like getting so angry at any misplaced pass or even the passes that weren't misplaced, getting angry at the just standing up angrily having a go at the Leeds fans constantly anytime they dared break out into song. Uh, just just why you, why do you even go? If all you're achieving is spoiling it for other people. Like you you go to watch a sporting event, largely the reason is you want to enjoy something. Now I know that might sound laughable with Tottenham. Yeah, I get I, I, the jokes right themselves. I get that, but <laughs> that's why I go. It's because it's it's supposedly a fun thing to do, and you you go supporting your team shouldn't be about shouting and swearing and intimidating those around you. I spent the whole game on edge. Worried that I might, I just tried to trying to ignore him. I didn't want any part of it. Worried that if I said the wrong thing, I'd get a punch in the face, and I'm sure he wouldn't have shied away from it. I think Henry was scared, mostly reserved, quiet throughout. It was just a horrible, horrible afternoon at what should have been a thrilling game and a thrilling result. And I, I, there's nothing really I could do about it other than moan to you guys. <laughs> um, yeah because he, did, he didn't do anything like he didn't he wasn't specifically racist or homophobic the yeah, i guess you could say anti-social behavior the language was disgusting and constant and the volume and the aggression but i don't know if he's actually breaking any rules the kind of person that you can't also reason with in terms of look i'm here with my kid do you mind tiny it down a little bit just oh, cry. I'd have, it, he would if i'd even said that i think he would literally have punched me in the face right he was it was that it was he was that toxic i think some people just really like being angry <laughs> it was just every single that it, like it, angry at nothing the whole time like you yeah. were like you think oh <laughs> He's, it's like also someone shit plays a pass that he like to a different player than he would have done. So like, like, yeah, you get paid two hundred grand a week, and you're like, like I'm, I'm oh, I just, I just, I just can't understand it. Well, plus you're paying what seventy, eighty quid for the privilege of being there. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, this doesn't help. <laughs> no, I don't. Know. It, it, it normally. You don't get that, I suppose. And realistically, the chances are next time I won't get that. But bloody hell, it was horrible. As you can probably I mean, tell. It's a lot to pay in a long journey to have to put up with that for two hours. <laughs> uh, yeah. The upside was I missed the first half of the Texans-Titans game. <laughs> so every cloud. <laughs> um, Rich, I think it's just you. Yeah, uh, I'm afraid I'm going back to the uh, motorbike racing well for this week, but I promise it's the last time of the season. Uh, the World Superbikes finished last week, and it's been one of the most exciting championships I can think of for a long time because World Superbikes have been dominated by Northern Irishman Johnny Ray for a long time. And this year, his bike's not been as good as it has been previously. It's probably the third or fourth best bike on the grid uh, and there's a young turkish guy called top top rack razkatioglu who has just been unbelievable this year just such an incredible rider on the bike uh and it, it was awesome to see and the camaraderie as well when he they 
I think it was race one of two on the Sunday, he won the championship on that race. And all the bikes, literally every competitor came and congratulated him. And, you know, often you'll see, you know, his, his mates will come and say, well done, his teammate, whatever. But, you know, Johnny Ray came and congratulated him. It, pretty much everyone came and congratulated him. So to see someone that is that well liked on the grid win a world championship like that and probably hopefully go on to win a lot more uh is pretty cool it's always great to see new fresh blood coming into a championship that i think has been a bit underwhelming probably for the last three or four years so yeah more next year please good stuff okay that'll about do it i think three bits of late breaking news three three imagine Titans have released Adrian Peterson after Hilliard's strong performance, apparently. So uh, that was his last uh, taunting penalty he'll get away with this week. I uh, think Hilliard's strong performance was necessarily the clincher. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he retire, Adrian. Um, I appreciate the gesture. Um, and you, you were enthusiastic, um, but you can't play running back anymore, I'm sorry to say. But you wouldn't say it to his face because he's terrifying. Maybe we'll oh, see him at the top of the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Adam Troutman no. had a really good day for the Saints and is subsequently landed on injured reserve, which is kind of sad when you see someone start playing really well and then disappear. And last but not least, the Jets have placed Joe Flacco and Mike White on the COVID injured reserve list. So it was Zach Wilson's backup. Exciting times for the Jets. Is he? What? Is he uninjured? Well, that's what they're saying. How uninjured remains to be seen, but we'll find out. Yeah, the report, the report, the Athletic are reporting that Zach Wilson will start Week Twelve against the Texans. I... Who, who will back him up? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was wondering. <laughs> well, there'll be somebody uh, yeah, that we may see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun, fun! That that's, uh, nicely links back to the, most of the conversations earlier. Brilliant. Excellent. Um, thanks, gents. Um, Pleasure. Thank you. Craig, thanks for letting us down. Um, I imagine you'll be <laughs> sound asleep. Hope you enjoy listening to this at least. Um, Mark, I don't know where you are. Where's, where's Mark? He didn't even Sul- give an Sulking. Yeah. Yeah. Sulky, whingy, baby sailing. Going, sport <laughs> shit. Sport shit. It's all shit. Probably celebrating a Man United victory this evening over Villarreal that basically handed them a goal. But go on. Yeah. <laughs> Sulky Spook Sulkerson. Yeah. I'm sad to see Ole go. <laughs> so sad to see who go? Ole. 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 Right. Go well, everyone. Um, catch you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Amongst yourselves, I'm dying for a piss. Um, I will not because I'm going because it's 10 o'clock. So, yeah. uh...